What's up, guys? This is Chef Talk. I am your host, Gary Sheffield Jr., and I just wanted to welcome you back to the show. Um, today, we're talking Hall of Fame voters and um, how we can actually figure out how to shorten the the window from rookie year to free agency. I think it's really important and what exactly we can do to get owners to agree to it. Um, I know a lot of people are saying there's no way that ownership is going to agree to something like this, but I actually think I have a pretty decent idea. Um, we do have a bit of baseball news out of Jeff Bassan. He said that the MLB Players Association came up with an offer to ownership and they said no immediately, which I know everyone was panicking, expecting. I don't know what they're expecting, to be quite honest with you, but this is early in negotiation. I know they haven't spoken. Um, at least that's what Passan has written. And I don't want anyone to panic yet. We still can get a, a deal done and I'm hopeful. So as long as we don't miss spring training, which is here in Arizona where I live, then I'll be happy. So, um, so Hall of Fame voters, who should be voting for Hall of Fame? That's really what I want to discuss. Not the writers. Like that's really the gist here. And I know just last week I was talking about Ken Rosenthal and how great of a job they do. And, and all that can be true. At the same time, they can't be shepherds to the Baseball Hall of Fame. I don't believe Ken Rosenthal or any other, other guys, John Heyman, and everybody knows what I feel about John Heyman and all that. And he, he does a good job in his own right in, in certain ways. But for anybody to think that because you can write well, and you watch a lot of baseball means that you're qualified to vote for the most difficult club to enter into to become a shepherd for that club. It just doesn't make much sense to me. To me, I want to see players be more involved. I want to see, I want to see current players. I want to see former players. I want to see for, I want to see players who are already in the hall of fame voting for hall of famers. That's what I want to see. And there's a reason to me, that when I'm looking at someone like my father trying to get into the Hall of Fame, players have more respect than him, for him than the writers do. And that's a problem. When you have a variation that's that, when it's that wide of a gap of what they think of that one player, that's not making, that's not computing to me. And, and that's not, that's not what we're trying to build with the Baseball Hall of Fame. You're supposed to remember the greatest players of all time. And right now it's becoming the Hall of my favorite players for these writers. That's just not, that's not the way it's supposed to go. And when it comes to these baseball writers, oftentimes you'll see opinions and you're like, this opinion could only come from somebody who didn't play with all due respect. You'll see John Heyman say, well, is that a swing? Brian Kenny will ask him that. And he'll say, yes. The only reason that you would think that this was a baseball swing is if you played JV as a senior or you never touched a baseball field. There's no explanation. Nobody could come to me and tell me that that's a realistic response. That's a realistic answer. It's not. People say dumb things. I Hell, I say dumb things all the time. You can ask anybody around me. You say, yeah, he, he has, so he'll say, they, yeah, he has some great ideas. But sometimes we offer stupid ideas. And But I would never offer something like that because I played. That's why. And that's why I want to see the Hall of Fame put maybe you can still have the writers haven't have some type of vote some type of influence that's okay but to say that they're the the all be all just we're going to be 100 if the writers don't like you you can't get in that just that to me that's a joke it really is and i saw i have to read it um i saw i saw a ballot today and and i'm looking at it and i'm saying 
How exactly are, is Kurt Schilling, Barry Bonds? How are some of these guys left out of the Hall of Fame for some of these some of these guys? And I'm like, okay, you know, maybe they're just really biased or they just really don't like them. And then it made me realize, because a lot of these writers will tell you, no, 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 I'm objective. I'm objective. I'm going to look at the numbers. I'm going to be, I'm going to remain focused on what player that was rather than who he was when I covered him. Here's an actual bio of a writer. His name is Kevin Modesty. Sports turn politics turn sports writer. So what it tells me is he was a sports writer because he's a good writer. And then he turned into politics because that's his passion. Still writing well. And then he went back to sports. That's what that tells me. So I can't think of one thing in the world other than maybe religion that is more polarizing and divisive than politics. And guess who most of the writers disagree with politically? Kurt Schilling. That's why Kurt Schilling is not in the Hall of Fame. That's a problem. And the most likely people to say, and, and the most likely individuals in the world to overlook politics and, be, and become objective and get us the results we need are the players. Those are the most likely people to do so, not the writers. They're standing off to the side. They're, they're, in, their feel, they're in their feelings. Players will play that out. They'll, get, they'll, they'll, speak, they'll speak to one another. They'll figure out who each other are. The players know the players better than anybody else. But these writers feel that they know every player. They know their personalities. You don't. The players tell you the information they want to tell you. It's, it's not, that's, that's not the way that this whole game is supposed to work. And right now, they're just the all-powerful. It's ridiculous. I, I, do, I don't know. I mean, I don't understand what the Baseball Hall of Fame is doing because when people come to me and say, hey, your dad deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Hey, Barry Bonds, Pete Rose, the list, the list goes on. And they'll say, this guy deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. The, the Hall of Fame doesn't mean quite as much. And they're right. I can't argue that. It literally does. It does. And, and I, 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 can't, I, I can't help some of these writers and, and, and defend them because just because I believe you're a great writer and you're, you know the game, whatever the case is, I, you, I can think you can do everything you, everything you can. You did it. You still don't know baseball at that level because you didn't play it. I mean, some of these guys didn't even play in high school. I mean, they were striking out playing kickball, and because they they did really well in English, and they they really they 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 turned in the best essay to get into a college, and that guy right there who wrote the best essay to get into UCLA to get into Dartmouth, those guys are going to determine where Pete Rose and Barry Bonds, where the best baseball players of all time, go. Why? How can how can somebody? justify that to me. I, I just, I don't understand that. How can you talk about someone's ability to pitch in the postseason when you don't even know how difficult it is to pitch in the postseason? And I'm not here to say that my voice is more impactful than theirs. I'm not. I feel I'm on the same playing field as those writers. I did not play. Played baseball at a pretty high level in college, didn't make it into professional baseball. So you know who shouldn't have a vote in the professional baseball hall of fame? College baseball, you can put me in there. But heist, but but we're talking professional baseball, Hall of Fame. Why would I have a vote? Because if it's just a matter of you cover the games and you watch the games, we all watch the games. I have a baseball package. I have a platform. So why why am I not voting in the Hall of Fame? 
I sure hope I never have a vote in the Baseball Hall of Fame because I never should have. They should never have. Sad. It's actually really sad. I I can't, I personally can't understand it. And um, and there's just so much going on with that. Like there's there's so many issues right now in the game of baseball where the writers are just getting involved in areas where they just shouldn't get involved. You're already influencing the conversation of the sport, how people are covered. That's very important. That's incredibly important. But to to actually give these people the right to dictate the conversation, not only do that, but you're also going to change who's remembered over time. Because in 50 years, all of us will be dead, but the Baseball Hall of Fame will still be open. Still going to be open. And that's why I want my dad to be there. Because when he's long gone, He's supposed to still be alive in the Baseball Hall of Fame. That's the way it's supposed to go. And it's not that way because a couple guys who never played the sport are telling him so. That's what it is. They don't ask him about the steroids. They don't call him. They don't, they don't want a dialogue because they're not looking to learn. They're not actually trying to be objective with this. They're in their feelings. Can't let people be allowed to get in their feelings and change the history of the sport. You can't do that. It's whack. It's really whack. There's a ton of changes that need to go on in baseball. I, I talked earlier that I was introducing this new rule where I want to get players who are being taken advantage of straight up. They're being taken advantage of. You get there your rookie year. Let's just use Mike Trout as a perfect example. Mike Trout shows up to the, shows up to the big leagues, was immediately pretty much the best player in the league. He just completely dominates his 320. Everybody knew Mike Trout was outputting a 30 to $35 million player. That's what he was with the Los Angeles angels, because they have seven years of control, obviously arbitration hits a little bit before that, but he's making, he's making 500 G's for a few years playing as an MVP. And then people have the audacity to say, well, the 10 year deal is a problem. Mike Trout had to work for seven years for well below his means. So when you talk about what he's making by the time he gets to his contract, He's trying to get every penny. That's why he signs for 420 before he hits free agency. They can't wait to get paid at length. Bryce Harper, 12, 13-year deals. Mike Trout, 12, 13-year deals. You're seeing the same stuff. Fernando Tatis, Wander Franco, they can't wait. And my idea is that it's not good for the sport when you see 10-year deals. Because what happens when a player stinks in year six? What it means is, and my roommate brought it up brilliantly, is that you cannot move that guy. If that guy's making $35 million and he's stuck in right field, you have to actually play him. The Yankees are doing it right now with Aaron Hicks. And my idea is that what you can do is you can let players hit free agency earlier, which ownership would never agree to it unless there was a catch, which here's the catch. The catch is there are no contracts more than seven years which would A, get the players paid more early and their annual salary would be higher because the risk in years would be lower. What do you think? I want to know in the chat what everybody thinks. I don't think it's a terrible idea. It's not obviously not well thought out. I thought of it in a couple, couple hours, nothing big. But ultimately, we've got to reward some of these guys when they're good. I don't want to see Matt Olson, Matt Chapman, these guys playing for a million dollars. That doesn't make sense. And I know to us, we say, well, I would love to have a million dollars, obviously, but that's not the market of a major league baseball player. If you're in major leagues, if you're in the major leagues and you're arguably the best first baseman in the game, shouldn't be making a million dollars. 
you should be right around the 20 to $25 million mark, somewhere respectable. It's a lot of money, but they're worth a lot of money. That's just the reality. And the owners are getting away with it and they know that. And the best thing that can possibly happen for the owners is having people on Twitter say, this guy signed a $350 million deal. The only reason that everybody hears the big total $350 million is because the owners want to trick the, they want to trick the fans into believing, well, how greedy is that guy for getting $350 million? The reality is, is that player is getting, say in a 10-year deal, he's getting $35 million. That's greedy. That's his output. That's what he's supposed to be earning. That's just what it is. If you know you're working at your job personally and you're making, you, you know your value is $100,000 and you're making 40 for five years, you want to make double, you want to make 200,000 by the time you get your raise because you know you're owed money all on back pay. But the owners don't do that, do they? No, they trade you. They trade you to a big market by the time you hit free agency. And that's whack. It's not a good plan. It's completely garbage. I want to see it. I want to see it different. That's what I want to see. I don't want to see players scared into signing lengthy contracts with the team. They don't have to. Imagine if a Ronald Acuna, if the Braves don't want to pay Ronald Acuna, let him hit free agency in year four. Because what you'll see is that the Braves will offer him a trash contract because he won't be scared. That's why Ronald Acuna, people come to me all the time and say, why did Acuna signed a $13 million a year contract or an $8 million. Why did he do that? He did it because he was scared because there was so much length for him to get to free agency, too much length. So he got rid of the risk by signing a deal for less money. Can't have that. That's stupid. That's not good. That's just not, that's not what the sport should be because the players who are playing the best should be the highest paid players. It's not always going to work out that way, but that's the idea of what you're trying to build because the owners shouldn't have a problem paying a guy a seven-year deal. If the Yankees could sign Carlos Correa to a max seven-year contract, they'd be stoked right now, wouldn't they? But the reason they're, they're, they're a little hesitant is because it's a 10-year deal. Carlos Correa is going to get a 10-year contract. The Yankees were never in the conversation for Manny Machado or Bryce Harper, 10 years. That was why. They wanted to do a five or six year deal. The Dodgers, what did the Dodgers want to do? The Dodgers said, well, we'll give Bryce Harper a three-year deal at 45 million a year, which goes to show you owners are willing to spend. They just don't want to be involved in lengthy contracts. They don't want to be. GMs don't want to be because it looks really bad. To Brian Cashman, what have we all complained about? Why would you sign Aaron Hicks to this lengthy contract? Well, if the max contract was seven years, Aaron Hicks is probably not getting a seven-year contract anymore, is he? No, he's probably getting a three- or four-year deal, and the Yankees are out of that thing because he's not performing. There, there are just so many things. There's so many creative ideas that Rob Manfred and some of these guys, even the baseball writers, they, they have a platform. A lot of people in this game have platforms, and they, they're not, we're not trying to be creative. We're just retweeting a bunch of home runs, adding a little comment and letting our, our thing rattle off with, with and say, well, our, my own platform grew. Yeah, but what are we doing to actually help baseball? How are we making this thing more fun? How are we making this more enjoyable in the off season? How are we, how are we helping? And the answer is people aren't doing, really doing jack. They're just really, they're writing things that benefit themselves. They're posting things that benefit themselves. And we can do a lot better. Manfred can do a lot better. Um, 
uh, any of these riders, we can, we can do so much better guys. We can be so much more creative in this sport. These other sports are being creative. They're all, everyone is trying to find new ideas, how to make this game better. And, and there's going to be some people to hear this idea and go, the owners are never going to agree to it. Or the players are never going to agree to it. You're probably right. They hardly agree to anything each other say. They just don't, unless it, it equals more money into each other's pockets. They don't want to do it. I get that. But we have to do something because the more I'm looking at the Yankees and these major market teams being scared because of a 10-year deal when they just they were just getting away with Aaron Judge making a million dollars, two million dollars. We have to find a, a happy medium. And right now we have the we have the owners robbing players of money in their prime years. That's what baseball is. Baseball is small market, small market teams robbing some of the greatest players in the game today, robbing them of their early years and then trading them right before they hit their big time years. And then they get a player in return who's at the very beginning of that timeline. It's what it is. Am I wrong? Somebody tell me I'm wrong because that's what's happening with Matt Olson. They developed him. They developed Matt Olson. He's probably going to be the most valuable player at first base the next eight years the next decade. And his time is almost up. He's almost ready to hit a contract. Contract's not next year, but it's close. It's about to arrive. The Rays did it with Blake Snell. And in hindsight, you say, well, well, then maybe they knew Blake Snell was going to fall off, whatever it is. No, even if he wasn't, Blake Snell was never staying with the Rays because he was making some money. That's why. You can just trade them. And those shorter contracts would make it even harder to trade for young players. It'd be perfect because you won't allow these young teams, the, allow these small market teams to just be taken advantage like this. They actually are forced to spend. You might not even have to bring in a spending floor. You might not have to. There's just so much we can do. I want to hear in the chat. I'm going to read all of them. I'm going to respond to as many as I can. But there's so much that we need to be doing. There's so much that I feel like I have to do that we can actually improve the offseason. Because right now, baseball offseason is just garbage. It's, it's pretty much just Scott Boris saying, yeah, 10-year deal. Because my players got screwed over. Everybody can't stand them. But that's the reality of his job. His job is to help the players get back the money that was stolen from them. Stolen, flat out. And I know nobody feels bad for him, but... You don't feel bad for multimillionaires, but there's a lot of players that were taken advantage of at a young age and never got to free agency. They played five or six years, played pretty well, got hurt, whatever it is. And most players don't play 15 years. They just don't get taken advantage of and they tell you to hit the road. Sorry, you didn't make it. We have to do better, guys. So, so yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it for today. But um, I, I hope that. Major League Baseball can get more flexible with what they're doing. Um, we just have to, the owners are going to have to get creative. The players, Tony Clark is not doing an adequate job. He's not doing enough. He's, he's cool. He's just chilling. He's chilling. Rob Manfred's doing his thing. Rob Manfred, I know no one likes him. He's doing his thing. He's doing exactly what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to be the bad guy. He is. But the owners are making more money. They're winning. The owners, I know everyone's thinking that the players, because they're making 300 million, they're losing. The minor leaguers just got the, the minor leaguers are just starting to be treated more fairly. Just just now. 
This whole program has been going on for, for years and decades of just garbage because the players association is not working hard. They're not working hard enough. They're not doing enough. They're not asking enough questions. They're not being curious enough, creative, nothing. They have to do more. Sorry. So maybe, maybe I'm in the wrong business. Uh, hopefully someday I can, I can try to get in there, but, um, but yeah, please, for the love of God, major league baseball, put the players in the voting process. It's got to get done. I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. 